Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording at 4.31 on Monday afternoon where I am. Mark, it is like a monsoon here. I cannot even believe how windy it is, how much rain has fallen. It feels like rain is coming into the house. It's it's scary. It really is. So with that said, uh, that's your weather report for today. I also have another factoid for everyone. I'll get to the markets in a second. I don't really care about the markets because I got another fascinating, fascinating uh, piece of information. You know, we've been talking so much to many of you about the SBA loans. Well, today, as of 3 p.m. Monday, the SBA has approved 941,000 PPP applications. That's the Payroll Protection Program. And nearly, and this totals over $228 billion at nearly 4,600 lending institutions. Why is this unbelievable? In just one day, today, 61,000 loans were approved as of 3 p.m. by the SBA. That is more than all of the SBA loans last year. Can you imagine? In one day. That's what the demand is all about. It is insane. A couple of other things that you should know. 80 million Americans are expected to receive their economic impact payments in their bank accounts this week. That is according to the U.S. Treasury Department. So yippity skippity, if you're due a check, a lot of you are going to get it this week. Um, In terms of some market action, here's what happened. Uh, There was an agreement to curtail oil production. Stocks initially, upon hearing the news, investors liked it. Then they sold the market off a little bit, just down by 1% or so for the big stocks. But interesting, the NASDAQ defied gravity up a half a percent. I don't know. We don't know why. We're just reporting the news. So with that said, let's get to you. Your emails, front and center. If you've got a question, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Dan writes, hi, Aunt Jill. I've been listening to you since the 404 days. Within the last month, I started a new job earning $155,000 a year with a 8% match in a traditional 401k at Fidelity. And now I can start to contribute. Good news, right? I also have $11,500 in a Roth IRA at Fidelity. However, I have a Roth 401k from a prior employer. It's worth $120,000 at John Hancock. I was thinking of rolling it over so I could consolidate everything at Fidelity, and I was not a huge fan of the John Hancock platform. But with the market volatility, I'm not sure if I should roll it over to Fidelity right now or wait before I move it. I think I have to roll it over uh, to my Roth IRA because my new 401k does not have a Roth option. True. Okay, so... Here's some questions. If I roll it over, let me just start with that. You should roll it over. Just do it. Should I buy funds? Should I lock the money in the Fidelity account first? It seems like the market will drop more. I'll buy funds when it's lower. I'm 31, wife earning about the same with two-year-old child in the San Francisco Bay Area. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to roll it over and you're not messing around with market timing. You're going to put this money into whatever you have invested already, which is hopefully a nice diversified portfolio. Now, if there aren't that many funds in the Roth IRA because you have 11000 and you want to add funds, that's fine. But do this immediately. Please don't try to time when to get into the market. We don't know where the top or the bottom is. 
I cannot emphasize enough to all of you how important it is to get a plan together and stick to the plan. Please, 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 please. I'm begging. Percy writes, I plan on using the $500 per child stimulus check to start my kid's college fund. Any advice on how to open a UTMA account, a Uniform Transfer to Minors Act? I'd rather use this avenue for college in case they decide not to go to college. Maybe they could use it to open a business or use the funds to purchase a house. Love your daily podcast. Y'all be safe, Percy. I just said that with a, I mean, you said y'all. I didn't say that. You said that. You know, you can open up an an UTMA account at any uh, financial institution. So, you know, it depends really where you want to do it it, 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 and what you want to invest in. So, you know, I think that it's a nice idea. I almost want to make sure that you don't need the money for anything else. Are you sure that the kids are don't need it for anything, that you don't need it for anything? There's no debt that's outstanding that we should address, or maybe you should be beefing up your emergency reserve fund. You know, it is $500 per child, but it doesn't have to be used for your child. It's a nice idea. I just don't want to, I don't want you to feel like you have to do that. There are times certainly when you have to make sure money stays sort of classified in, in certain ways. This is not one of them. Okay, this is from Steve who says, I love the podcast and your appearances on CBS This Morning. The Daily helps me get through the boring daily walks around the neighborhood. Oh, Steve, thanks so much. I'm glad I could liven up your boring walks. Maybe the boring walks you're going to end up liking after all. We'll see. Okay, so here's the question. We had our 2019 taxes prepared. We owe the Fed and we got a refund from the state. It's a wash this year. I just got my state refund direct deposited. My wife and I are fortunately both working, and I do have some cash socked away, too. Is there any reason I shouldn't pay my federal taxes now and skip the few thousand dollar float until July? I just assume pay it and get it over with because we have it. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look, you could keep the money and keep the float. As you said, you can keep that extra money and have it in an account. It's going to earn bupkis right now. But also true that you could just pay the tax bill. I think it's fine. It's no biggie. Okay. Ross writes, listen to this. I have $500,000 to invest possibly for grandchildren. Everybody is talking about robot investing. (laughs) I think we're talking about robo investing, but he says robot. Uh, I heard you on the radio for the first time and you mentioned three or four companies. I'd like to use this kind of investing. I don't understand it. Who, what, where, when would you recommend? And can you provide a sample? I've also read that in a down market, active managers do better than robos. What do you recommend? I enjoy your responses this morning. You have a wonderful voice. Oh, thanks for your help. He says, Ross. Okay, Ross, here's the deal. Robo advisors, think of it as an automatic investing platform. And what happens is you say to company XYZ. This is money is for my grandkids. It's long-term money. You fill out a risk questionnaire. Once you have the outcome of that questionnaire, the the robo-advisor creates a portfolio for you. So it'll be some stocks, some bonds, and it's usually just index funds. Those funds will be managed by this formula. That's it. Sometimes it's called an algorithm. So it's a very efficient way to invest and it's cheap. So some of the companies include uh, places like Vanguard. That's a big mutual fund company, but they have something called Vanguard Personal Service Advisor. Schwab also has one. So Charles Schwab, Intelligent Portfolio. There is also uh, this company called Betterment, and there's a company called Wealthfront. So these kinds of companies, what they do is they just gather the information, 
you send the money and you put they put it in an account and it's automatically adjusted in line with your expectations for risk and when you need the money. So that's the deal. In terms of whether active managers beat index funds, they, they might for a sliver of time, but guess what? The vast majority of managers underperform the index. So the vast majority, about 90% of active managed mutual funds lag the index. Okay? Okay, Ben writes, longtime fan of the podcast. In fact, I'm listening to it right now as I type this. I turned 50 this year. My question is not about my retirement accounts. I'm hoping to have the option to retire in seven to 10 years. So I'm staying the course and buying while the market is on sale. I'm doing that by maxing out my 401k along with catch-up contributions. I'm doing my best not to look at those accounts in the meantime. My question instead is about an investment I have. It's roughly $350,000 that I plan to use, uh, $200,000 to $250,000 for a down payment on a house. My wife and I started construction on this house last summer, well before the pandemic. The house is now estimated to close in June, July of this year. Originally, the funds in question were invested 15% stocks, 85% bonds, since it was a relatively short-term investment. With the craziness of the market due to COVID-19, I've changed the allocation to 10 stocks, 90% bonds. Considering I will need about two-thirds of this money for a down payment this June or July, how should I best protect the money? Part of me says to leave the money where it is. Another part wants me to panic and move it to a high-yield savings account until the cash is needed later this year. Thanks, Ben. Okay, I can't go back in time and make this a better plan for you, but What I want to remind anybody is if you need money within 12 months, that money cannot be at risk. That money cannot be at risk in stocks, nor can that money be at risk in bonds either. I would free up the $200,000 or $250,000 that you need right now. And that's not called panicking. That's called being smart because you made a mistake already. The money was at risk and it should not have been. Now that we've made that mistake, we're not going to compound it by hoping the market bails you out of the bad decision. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the money you need for the down payment, you're going to put it into a safe, boring, high-yield savings account or a money market, and you're not going to touch it. And the rest of the money, you do whatever you want with. You can have that allocated per the rest of your portfolio. But everyone, please... I feel so awful when I have these conversations because in many respects, these are unforced errors and I hate an unforced error. I'm an aging athlete and that is the worst kind of error to make. Let someone beat me at the game. That's fine. But when I do it to myself, man, does that burn me? I can't stand it. So don't make that mistake. All right. Is that fair enough? Mark, what a downbeat note to end on. Oh, man, he's saying I'm giving tough love. All right, I I may be giving a little tough love. Well, here's what I have to say. Here's your more loving Aunt Jill. And that is that these are very difficult times. I understand that. I, I do want you to all know that when we bring information to you, we want to tell you the truth. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We want to try to lift you up. I'll give you one funny thing. I got a YouTube comment as we finish the show. 
Dave wrote, um, my neighbor made me wear a mask last week. I went into the bank wearing it. They must have liked it. They gave me a whole bunch of money. Love these podcasts, Jill. He didn't rob a bank. He's just kidding. Um, I just thought it'd be a fun way to end. So anyway, uh, look, be nice to each other. Keep practicing that social distancing. I know it's a drag. Everyone knows it's a drag. There's, it's not like you need me to tell you this. It's hard. But if we try to be nice to one another, if we try to just kind of let me take on the financial stuff, let me and Mark, let us be the ones. We can be the repository of all the anxiety that you're feeling about your money and put it on us. And then you could be like a nicer person to your family and do the right thing. Call your mother. Don't forget to call your mother. Call your father. Check in on your people. Be kind to each other, please. It is such a difficult time for so many. I want to wish you good health. I want to wish you good fortune. But most of all, I want everyone to be really aware of how they are in this universe. Do something nice today, okay? Wow, well, how about that from the uh, capitalist chick in New York? I crack myself up sometimes, Mark. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow. If you've got a question, just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.